Hello there, friends. You have successfully downloaded the latest imitation of life, Leicester's most polite REM retrospective podcast. My name is David William Thomas Fincher, and six years ago, I directed The Matrix Part 2. On today's show, myself and my guests will not be having a bad day as we do our retrospective of Bad Day by everyone's favourite band called R.E.M., That's R.E.M. And we will be providing definitive statistics once and for all for just how many people hurt. And answering the question, does the bassist in R.E.M. like jam? Yes, he's a bassist. He loves to jam. No. Ha ha. Does he... (laughs) Really racist. It's horrendously racist. (laughs) (laughs) Let me finish. Does he... (laughs) Does he like I'll let you finish racist. Jam? Not too jam. Ha ha ha. That voice you just the, the one I did, not the uh, fine. The voice you just heard <laughs> was Ivan William Thomas Reitman, who six years ago directed The Matrix Part Three. Also joining me is Paul William Thomas Anderson, who six years ago directed The Matrix Part Four. And the entire cast of the verbal discharge podcast the single most amazingly brilliantly fabulously unbelievably spectacularly self-aggrandizing podcast out there yes these are free men who are so good at jokes about hitler's dick and alfred hitchcock (laughs) that we your usual imitation of life podcast team are going to leave the studio in sheer awe of their glorious discharge goodness on the show here so let's give a warm welcome to Verbal Discharge. Woo! Why, why was that so softly spoken? This is a point. That, that, that wasn't that, me. That was um, David Fincher. Who's uh, yeah, but David Fincher uh, doesn't stop. speak. When David Fincher speaks, he doesn't sound like it's caressing my ear holes. That <laughs> felt borderline. It felt like I was being molested by your voice. We've, we just walked in on an REM podcast. Um, I hope <laughs> we've just invaded it. We, we've invaded it. Oi, they've gone. They're they're, they're they're off to listen to. I don't know. Like, have REM ever done a podcast? No. Would you listen to REM? one, at least one in their time. Hello, welcome to the REM podcast. Everybody hurts. Welcome to the REM podcast. Sometimes I'm, I cry. I'm Michael Stipe. Oh, I don't know any of their names. <laughs> oh, my, I, I just know Michael Stipe because of how irritating he is. <laughs> he really is a shit. Yeah, I meant to look up the name of the bassist in REM. I just left it in brackets saying bassist in REM. Instead, you <laughs> came to it. But I feel we should um, draw attention to the elephant in the room. Being, Excuse me? Being <laughs> you can't the, say that about me. Being our mysterious fourth, fourth voice on today's show. Hi, it's me, Michael Stipe. That is <laughs> the voice of Benjamin Knight, who Hello. is a contributor to our blog yes uh, and our website www.verbaldischarge.co.uk but or is it dot com dot co.uk dot co.uk <laughs> but today he's joining us in the actual studio we've got his actual legit and, uh, voice i've um, i've reconstated my physical form mm. it's and now i exist not only in words as a little little writing goblin i've i've reached my quota of the day so i'm saying goblin <laughs> um, I feel that's worth explaining to oh people who aren't shit. aware. Well, I can't swear in this, can't I? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can. go for it. Go for Do it. Do whatever the I, fuck I, you I want. I was going to ask a little bit earlier. <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I mentioned, well, when saying, uh, I, I think a few weeks ago, uh, I, I pointed out to someone that I've said uh, Goblin pretty much every day for the past, like, I don't know, several months, <laughs> or, like most days. 
And since then, I've been, <laughs> I've been making an effort to say to use the word goblin in context. I can't just say goblin. I can't wake up and just say goblin. So I think, I think I've been achieving it. I've said goblin. You've done very well. Day. It's pretty fantastic. I've, I've heard you use goblin the word this, goblin, goblin a lot recently. Goblin if, Hovel was so another know, one. You know my favourite Tyler the Creator album. Which one? It's uh, it's, it's Goblin. <laughs> that, if you're that, just... that isn't a title of the Creator album. It is. It's it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, fair enough. I don't know that. James, you don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm if sorry, you're just ben. eating food really quickly, can you say you're gobbling and just call it that? Can that will that make it up for the day? How lenient are you so. on your Goblin rule? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know since I'm I'm more presiding over like myself on this. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Should I punish myself for like? I think you should. Doing I it wrong. <laughs> you should punish yourself. Well, it's if not you don't getting it wrong. The word goblin. Into at, my at, at the same time, I don't know if you could get that same sense of satisfaction of having said the word goblin every day. It's a good word. If the word goblin was used mainly as a pun. Or, or a word yeah. that sounds a lot like Maybe goblin. Maybe I was Robbie. I don't know if it'd be satisfying to say goblin every day if I didn't say goblin every day. Yes, exactly. Well, Ben's and the authority on this. I don't know why I'm responding. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the goblin policeman. You're the goblin king, Ben. I'm the goblin king. The goblin king. <laughs> the goblin, babe. Anyway, uh, you're listening to The Verbal Discharge. We've introduced mm-hmm. Ben Knight. Um, other, other, should the other three quickly introduce ourselves? Sure. I'm James. I have a voice. This is what it sounds like. I'm Jordan. I like to frolic through medal- meadows, not medals. I'm Robbie, and I don't have a voice, and I don't like to frolic through meadows. Well, that's um, pretty much all of us, like, summarised pretty pretty aptly there. Pretty, pretty comprehensively. Yeah, that's all you really need to know to, to be filled in on this. This is the 20th episode of Herbal Discharge. Would you know we've it? We've done 20. We've done 20 Well, we've of done these. 19. We're doing 20. But... Yeah, we, we, well, <laughs> uh, we've got five minutes of it. We can call that a whole episode. We can just <laughs> bung that out there. Psh, there we go, podcast. And thank you for listening. <laughs> roll credits, roll credits. Oh, if we had credit music, this would be the perfect time. What would our credit music be? I feel it would be kind of a... Kind of a 90 sitcom kind of jingle you know but they start off with like maybe a little bit of like sax it's like a do, 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 do. and then we have we have like a <laughs> sort of um written by paul mclaughlin and then, <laughs> and then we go into like the actual credits roll and then you tune into a family sitting around a dinner table for, for anyone that uh only it's a radio studio yeah. <laughs> starring robbie owen <laughs> you've got like robbie's big bearded grin on the front i'd i'd watch that i'd listen to it see i think yeah. our credits would be more like uh, the end of fast and furious 7 where like shows are like, top down on uh, on our cars driving alongside each other does that mean one of us has to die <laughs> and get CGI'd next to Vin Diesel? One of us in our inevitable car crash will have to like uh, drive on the road on the side, which is a very you know on the nose metaphor. Oh, what's the song again? Uh, well. No, it's not that one. It's the uh, the one that's been more popular because of that film. Oh, the song that's been um, sort of everywhere all over the one. It goes ah that one. It's playing like the uh, 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 zombie, no, it's zombie, not, zombie. I don't, I don't know. There's some, there's some rap breakdown in, in the middle. Because, yeah, brother turns to a bun. Family never breaks. That That's one. Wiz Khalifa. I know. I know. Oh, this is it Wiz Khalifa? I'm never sure it's Wiz Khalifa. It's, it's fucking I mean, everywhere. Film, yeah, so get, it's it. getting played uh, everywhere at the moment. Still, I, which I keep is really forgetting irritating. how it starts. I keep thinking it's incredulous that anyone tries to fight Ronda Rousey in any of these movies. <laughs> Who is Ronda Rousey? You know, oh, the, you know, the reigning like UFC champion female fighter. Oh shit, she's in them now, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And whenever, whatever Rodriguez, what's her first name? Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle whenever Michelle Rodriguez fights her in any film, I'm just thinking. Yeah, okay. I'm an engineer, so I can fight a UFC champion. Whenever she fights her in any film, because yeah. that happens, re- like Ken Loach's last movie, it was just an extended fight scene between Ronda Rousey and Michelle Rodriguez. Has anyone I'd se- watch it. Expendables 3. 
Who introduction? Oh, man. Sly Stallone walks into this bar and um, Kelsey Grammer is saying, oh, there's a great fighter in this bar. And she's all dolled up to look nice. Everyone's like, oh, she's a woman. She looks nice. And then she beats everyone to death. Exactly. Like, Sly Stallone says, oh, um... (laughs) (laughs) Sly Stallone says to Kelsey Grammer, Oh, where's the fighter? And he goes, Oh, it's, it's her. And he goes, What? What? The hostess? And he goes, No, that's the bouncer. And she just does this thing. She cracks her knuckles and walks over to some guys and it cuts. So you don't actually get to see him beat them up. Ah, oh, bullshit. Unless you do. I don't know. I don't remember that. Oh, I've no, deliberately you do forgotten. You get to see her, like, she doesn't, she, like, actually twists someone's arm out of their socket she, on the dance floor. Do you know what she probably does? You see, the thing is, I know full well that all the Expendables films are written. By Sylvester Stallone, presumably, yeah. presumably the night before, <laughs> he's, in, he's, he's in his trailer just like, oh, oh, and then we're gonna, we're gonna shoot the guns at the, 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 the guys. So I can only imagine that when he was writing that, he was thinking like, oh yes, equality for the sexes. Oh, there's a there's a woman who's gonna fight some men. <laughs> She's also gonna play herself in a biopic of her own life. Which is an interesting thing. Hmm. And what I intend to do next week. Is, is there going to be a biopic of your life? There is, yeah. Okay. Um, David Fincher, he was just, that's why I was just in the room. He's directing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are you bringing him back in? David, F- I mean, you've, David you've Fincher left, afterwards. Left him outside, afterwards. You've kicked him out of the room. <laughs> he's waiting outside in the blistering cold. He's, he's grabbing his little, his little David Fincher shoulders. He's like, tapping on the window. Rabbling. Like, he's wrapping a blanket to himself. <laughs> Well, like, it's burning not, all the awards he got for seven to keep <laughs> himself warm. But he's not looking angry. He's not like, aggressively banging the door down or anything like that. He just looks like a poor little starving orphan boy. So I'm not, so looking at his big David Fincher eyes. I don't know what like, David Fincher looks like. but I, imagine he's got <laughs> I, I thought David the Fincher way you were eyes. describing him, I thought you actually knew what he looked like. Um, I have no idea, but I presume now that I'll, boy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll always think of Peter, David Fincher as. <laughs> yeah, see, now, now, I, now I'm just imagining him as Oliver. <laughs> the bowl of gruel. Just another Matrix film. Oh, please, sir, can I can I have more of a budget for? Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like pounds? To imagine David Fincher as being a massive dick, and I'd be really disappointed if I ever met what, him and he was like nice and a lovely. very large phallus, or just someone who's not very nice. I I imagine him. As, uh, yes, a, a giant a penis. Walking phallus. I, I, I like to think that on the set of Seven, there he was pointing to this <laughs> massive dick pointing to Gwyneth Paltrow. To, oh, scream more, Gwen. She was in. Yeah, it was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that meant to be? <laughs> scream more, Gwyneth. How does a giant penis walk? Does it like walk on its balls? Like, it just sort of, yeah, trundles along. In entire agony. You know how a snail moves? It just sort of glides along on the balls. Yeah. trail of slime. Wait, did you just say snails glide along on their balls? No, snails glide along on like... um, Snails just glide for float. You know, I realised like when I started that sentence, I didn't actually know how snails move. Snails actually, they glide along. I was hoping it had come to me. How do snails move? They sort of yeah like they spiral the dragon they the press, slide the along and the whole X again and they glide along they have a very amount of time slime they slide along and they're, they're slime I was slime under the impression down. that they had yeah. one very big under muscle and they contract that to Called move forward foots. yeah <laughs> like snakes <laughs> should we yeah <laughs> I don't know if it's like particularly I don't know. Have you ever seen slugs having sex? Yes. yes. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, it's boy, crazy. I have. It's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, really it, where they um they like suspend themselves from a from a leaf or a branch or something, and like that they sort of curl up in this like weird little slimy ball, 
and just kind of mesh against each other for a few hours. Yeah, but, but is there enough way it. to do it? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, is, a little is that not how we have me, sex? Like. Me and Robbie having clashing jokes <laughs> That's exactly there. it. That's so it's sort of like beams of light sort of like pushing towards <laughs> you. <laughs> you put four people in the room and chances are two of us are going to make the same joke. It's not the first time. I guess when that sort of thing no, happens, happens, we have, we have to lock time. eyes and declare a Shaolin showdown. <laughs> for which, the, the Shen Gong Wu. The which <laughs> which <laughs> Shen Gong Wu will you both put up for? Uh, the microphones. Um, third on sash. <laughs> the reversing was, mirror. Was, was the crystal dragon? No, was it for the, sapphire? The dragon? reversing mirror. I don't the know. Reversing mirror. Right. Armor of something. What? What is he? What are you talking about? Have you never Shaolin seen Shaolin showdown? showdown? I've never seen Shaolin it Showdown. Oh, Jordan, what did you do with your childhood? It was a mildly xenophobic program. It was only no mildly xenophobic. It, it got wait, much wait, wait. worse than a, when they brought it back for Canadian television, and they introduced a, ca- a character who was Chinese. They made him. They made him yellow, two foot tall, and his name was Ping Pong. Was he played? <laughs> was, was he played? I, by... I shit you no. not. I'm not making this up. As just because elaborate racist they already joke. had they a three foot this. tall yellow yeah. Chinese man, and then what was he? A Texan cowboy. His, his, his name was like was um, Texan Clay. Clay, like, Clay yeah. was the Texan cowboy. There was like a kind of sassy, tech savvy uh, teenage girl. Yeah, um, Kimiko. Yeah. Kimiko, that yeah. was the one. And it was Raimundo, the, um, the <clears throat> Brazilian guy. Yeah, he was just really cool and streetwise, yeah. and he had, like, knockoff oh, trainers. Care, man. That's how he sounded. <laughs> that was exactly how he sounded. I remember there was one episode of Shaolin Showdown where Clay and, I think, one of the other characters were meant to have a race, and they started yes. just in front of the start line, and then uh, I think, like, they're sort of um, stereotypically it's Chinese. Oni. Uh, yeah, he charges. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember o- o- Oni charges. bolts off forward, going the entire length of the racetrack. <laughs> Clay sits there and doesn't move. And just as Oni's sort of coming around to the other side of the track, Clay walks backwards and then walks through the start line again. And I thought, no, <laughs> no, Clay. That's just that's just, what what is the, what are the moral lessons? Moral. See that, the that, that, was, that was meant to be mor- <laughs> the moral. I'm the moral oracle. <laughs> I'm an they oracle, call me but the for moral lessons. No, what, what what are the morals there? What 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 is that teaching kids? Like, hey, you don't. Cheat, you're a big cowboy. Have you ever watched? Uh... <laughs> so the, the prerequisite of cheating is just being a big cowboy. <laughs> uh, on on the the um, theme of Shaolin, Shaolin, Shaolin. Have you ever watched today? Shaolin Soccer? I'm aware this, of this is, I, Yeah, I've, I'm very aware of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah this I is... I secondary school, my mate Joe were telling me it was the best thing ever. You, you're, ne- you're never going to lose anything by not watching it. Let's put it that <laughs> way. But uh, the climax of the film is just a load of Shaolin monks. They're playing against a group of normal Chinese kind of football players. And these Shaolin monks just literally murder them with the football. I, right, I take that, I'm, I'm and I raise old scores. I've really wanted to see this for years, right. um, and I've never seen it. Uh, it's a rugby film. It's one of the few rugby films that's ever been made, other than Invictus. Um, Which was and, a good film. Yeah. Mm, good poem. Good. Yeah. The, there's, a, there's a poem? Yeah. In, called Invictus. Uh, which is what the, poem, the film's named after. Oh, fair And they use the poem in the film. See, I'd know that. And Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan Freeman reads it in the film. The moment I first met Invictus. <laughs> <laughs> the plot of um, old scores is that there was a game in the 70s, a rugby match between New Zealand and Wales. Right. And that, that's a, quite the intense match up yeah, there. In the last minute of the match, Wales scored a try uh, in the corner and won the match. So it's a big dramatic thing. This was back in sort of the, the, the 50s. Uh, however, then on his deathbed, the referee of the game then says, actually, no, it wasn't a try and I gave it anyway. So, in order to make up for this, the two teams have to have a rematch. 
gone. However, they don't play with the current teams. It has to be the original lineup from the 50s. What? They're now all in their 60s and 70s. And that's the plot. That's the setup of the game. <laughs> Apparently none of them are. Exhume them from the ground. But the the, the set on the pitch. You're <laughs> returning from retirement, kind of special. Or... Basically, yeah, it's like seventy-year-olds try and have this recreate this rugby match from fifty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Like it's never come out on DVD. It's never come out on VHS. Um, it's almost impossible to track down. If any of our listeners happen to know where I can see old scores. <laughs> I'd be extremely grateful because I'm really desperate to see this really yeah, for anyone, stupid... For anyone who's thing. listening, if anyone can get any copy of... Is it Invictus? Please, please help us. This is a plea. Help us track down Invictus. <laughs> I've got a DVD of Invictus at home. Help us no track down more copies of Invictus. Give us every copy of Invictus. <laughs> like, like what everything this terrible is doing for every co- VHS copy of Jerry Maguire. After we've... <laughs> we've uh, every DVD copy of, it, a copy of, it, coffee? Copy of Invictus. After we finish this recording, should we go clean out HMV? <laughs> Demand they bring out every single copy of Invictus they just have. Chant. Just walk in. Just go, Invictus, 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 Invictus. That sounds like we're chanting Evictus. Yeah, <laughs> walk into it. Evictus. I think Evictus. Be... What are we going to start squatting in HMV? <laughs> <laughs> just, just squat. Just, just squat. Shall uh, we bring this opening segment to a close? Let's do it. We let's, have been going on quite a bit. Thank you for downloading this or listening to this online. We'll be sure to make the next however long this runs on for as enjoyable for you as we possibly can. Thank you for listening. I'm like a penisy ray man. <laughs> Prince. Freddy? No. Prince. George. Close. But Philip. No. Prince. Artist formerly known as? Yes. That <laughs> Prince. So, you know that Prince? No. The artist formerly known as Prince? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're aware of him. You must be aware of him. I'm you're, aware of you're, 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 you're motherfuckers aware of this shit. I am. I am. The love yeah, symbol. Yes, I am. Yeah. That, that symbol. So, Prince. Wiggle. He says some really strange things sometimes. He does. So strange, in fact, that I've collected a series of Prince f- quotes. Not all of them are actual Prince quotes. And I want you to tell me whether or not you think they're actual words spoken by Prince. Can I second guess this quiz and say there's going to be at least one answer that's said by a different Prince? Like Prince Harry or Prince George? Or Prince... Oh, not Prince George because right he can't through. talk yet. You can, you can <laughs> predict that. I cannot divulge at this moment in time whether or not that is factual. Okay. I bet it is. <laughs> so, uh, number one, we're going to start with like a nice easy one just to uh, ease, uh, ease us into things. The only acceptable replacement for my name and my identity was a symbol with no pronunciation. That is a representation of me and what my music is about. True or false? Was that said by Prince? That is a thing. That is indeed true. Uh, That was said in a 2008 interview with Michael Heatley, a musical biographer. So there we go. Pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. I'm sure you'll all agree. Pretty, pretty simple. Just, just. I feel like they're about to get more difficult. Oh boy, are they? The internet is completely over. That's true. Said true. by Prince. I'm true. Sure that's true. I, I'm sure it's true. 
But true. under what context? I can't tell you in the context. <laughs> I'll fill you in on the context afterwards, after each of the quotes. Well, I, we've all said it's true, so oh, let's yeah, move it, on yeah, the context. Oh, yeah, it is true. Um, that was said in a conversation with the Miracle, Mr. Peter Willis, in 2010. You're all doing pretty well so far. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty so, on point. Can you not... In 2010, so Twitter had just started. Mm-hmm. And yet he thinks the internet's over. He said the internet was completely over. It took off he in 2010. so much. Like, I believe oh, ruined everything. this was around the same time that he... Because he, he released an album and gave it away with, I think, The Independent, or it might mm-hmm. be The Mirror. Um, cause he, he was very, very certain <laughs> that the internet was completely dead. It was completely done with. And physical copies were, were up and coming. Well, not up and coming, but they were going to they were gonna live out. He gave it away <laughs> with a paper like it's a... Like, Free uh, with the mail on Sunday. Exactly, like it's a cardboard. Like it's a, like it's a copy of Braveheart. I was gonna say cardboard copy. I was going to say Braveheart as well. I've like, got a copy of Braveheart. I'm pretty sure from the Mirror. I've got one with the Shawshank Redemption. That's how I watched the Shawshank Redemption for the first time. For a free copy from a paper my you dad know, bought know, in order to get like, a copy of the Shawshank Redemption. You know, when newspapers like uh, the Sun and the Daily Mail, being as you know, fucking awful as they are, which uh, one? Oh. Every, every, every so often they'll give out some like some like free Lego with it. Yeah. So oh yeah. And just like, after resist. After resist. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm terrible it. for it. I, as I'm much so as sweating. I don't want to support the sun in any way or like help, uh, however small or in whatever minute amount to keep that paper running. When they give away that free Lego, I buy every <laughs> fucking copy of that paper. Um, number three, my dark side, my shadow my lower companion, is now in the back room blowing up balloons for kids' parties. False. That's false. That sounds like something you I'm going to be contrary and say that's one of his lyrics. All right, Mary, Mary. Think? I'm going to say it's um, true anyway. It is false. Great. Um, oh. It's not a Prince quote. It was, however, said by Gary, v- Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Busey. Busey. With ChristianWalk.org. Oh, Gary Busey doing anything with children is the scariest. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> batshit, batshit mad. All this cocaine. <laughs> I put all this cocaine in the balloons. Can I have... is, he, is he into his cocaine or is he just genuinely just like... I think it's a mixture of the both. I think like, like just, he, he's yeah. genuinely batshit mad and it's just been like... It, it, it's just been amplified by all the cocaine he's presumably done. Gary, are you okay? Is everything okay? Gary Busey will never is be everything, okay. everything okay, Gary? Is he right? the only person to be nominated for an Oscar and then win the Big Brother house? <laughs> Probably. He might well be. Yeah. Gary Busey did Big Brother. I, I watched <laughs> that series purely for Gary Busey. When so was did, Gary did, Busey in Big Brother? Oh, not that long ago. It was did, only like... did you ever see the series of Big Brother, a celebrity Big Brother, with Coolio, singer of Gangster's Paradise, and Vern Troyer? I and, did. And, and, I and, did. And, and they formed a glorious alliance in which... Um, Vern, uh, Vern Troyer being on his uh, mobility scooter most of the time because he is a quite small, quite a small physical person. Um, at one point, he got he, Vern Troyer got really, really drunk, got in, uh, got in his mobility scooter, and in an act of, act of defiance against Big Brother itself, drove his mobility scooter into <laughs> the into the door of a diary room. Uh, <laughs> he, he rammed, he, is, is that a badge ram? Is that revving up his scooter? I think Coolie was like, "Don't do it, man! Don't do it!" <laughs> and he just ran. <laughs> 
I think that was the best moment in the entire series. That's uh, enough to warrant a f- the, the show ever existed. I remember, like, I remember Coolio just, like, uh, driving, I think, most of the housemates completely mad with this complete disregard for any sense of order. Like, I remember this one episode when, like, an- another one of the guests came out and he was up really early in the morning, like, just throwing bags of cereal around the kitchen like a <laughs> fucking child. And they're like, Coolio, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just got to throw this cereal, man. Because like, he has no understanding. Was that what you did as a child? You just chucked Kellogg's around the room? No, but you know, you know how children have no understanding of respect for other people or, or any sense of decency. I just hate I kids. Speak for yourself. But um, no, it, it, it was just remarkable, like watching Coolio interact with people. A man who is known for that one song he had that was sort of popular in 2002. But he has been living most of his life living in a gangster's, a gangster's paradise. paradise. Wait, that was Coolio? Yeah, that was Coolio. Oh. That's, that's like the one song he's really known for. I just knew it because he has a kind of interesting name. So, number four. Now is not a time for sound bites. We've left them at home. I feel the hand of history upon our shoulders. Yes, he said that. What, what were you all thinking? I'm going to say yes again. I think I'm just going to say true for all of them. I'm going to say false. Jordan is correct. Oh, uh, that was actually said by Tony Blair when oh. arriving in Belfast for the final stage of the Northern Irish <laughs> negotiations. Why they did went Tony well. Blair say that? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> There, uh, we've we, left the sound bites I, I, in I the past. I assume someone played him a sound bite and he was he was furious. Well, yeah. it was not the time for sound bites. That's come later. When was Tony Blair Bane? <laughs> that was that was uh, Tony Blair as Bane. Yeah, Tony Blaine. Blair. See, Tony Blaine just sounds like a kind of one of the mill magician. Like, I was going to say like, Jordan like, the Dana, yeah. <laughs> just David Blaine's cousin. I'm Tony Blaine. He's like he's like an IT consultant, and he always fucks up. He's like he, just, he can't perform. So hold, any hold on, I've got this. Bit, pick, pick a card. Oh shit! I've dropped them. I can, I can do it. Da- oh, just, David, just, David does it. David does it. David. Oh uh, shit! Just uh, look, look away, guys. I've got to start again. Uh, he's like really visibly anxious. Speaking of um, prime pick, ministers, pick a card. That not that card. Up. Not that card. Pick another card. Pick that one. Pick the one I'm putting out. To that one. <laughs> is it is is it a ace of diamonds? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of prime ministers that are fucked up, and this has made a lot of us oh. very happy. Oh, oh, I was waiting, waiting for it to get mentioned, waiting for it. Come on, Jordan. David Cameron. Well, can we have drum? Can we have a drum roll? For okay, this? David Cameron. Can we, can we have a drum roll for this uh, edgy opinion? Uh, fucked a pig. Hey. And a dead pig. Yeah, dead pig. Now, I just want to bring up, just throw this conversation to the table. Is it better or worse that the pig was dead? I worse. Think, I think it's better. I think. Really? I think because, it's better. I think it's I, worse. I think it's way worse. Because he's added dead. necrophiliac to the list yeah. as well. I'm, as... I'm imagining more of a dead pig as like, I don't know, just like swimming from like a butcher's table and not a pig that's just recently died. And like, it, like contrast that with an actual squealing hog. That's squealing exactly. Balls deep in a squealing rats. hog. I suppose so. I mean, I mean, it, it's interesting because it, it, Squeal, it's... boy. It's, it's perverse on multiple levels. Not only is it... An animal that has no, presumably very little understanding. Well, it had no understanding because it was fucking it was dead. dead. <laughs> but also, it was dead. So is that worse? Like, I mean, having sex with anything, especially if it's dead, is that's true. Yeah, like like any any creature that isn't human, what and if, especially what, a dead one, is, is surely the, some kind of moral an, violation. What if they're alive when you start? See, oh, oh. yeah, well, that's a bit. No, of a, the a, right. Bit of a, the law Line. states you have 11 minutes uh, before it becomes necrophilia. Quick, quick. 11 minutes. You have 11 minutes between the body being declared dead 
and that you finish can't be that true? true. That's true. That's true. Robbie, That's actually that true. Looking into and, this. And what, <laughs> and what law is this laws? for? Um, would, it's the sort of the necrophilia law. So that if someone dies during sex, it's not immediately classed as necrophilia. Okay, yeah, I can see. I can, yeah, but you, if someone has you, died, you would notice. Yeah, if, if you would notice if the person you were having sex with died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you spent another eleven minutes writhing around in sweet, <laughs> sweet agony with a corpse. I don't know. They could have just know. fallen asleep. <laughs> Like, sweet, sweet agony. <laughs> I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> so, let's move on to the next one. When I found out there were eight presidents before George Washington, I wanted to smack somebody. <laughs> true. I Prince, that's true. Robbie? I'm going to say false. That was someone else. It is true. That, hey. uh, that was said in a 2009 PBS interview with Tavis Smiley during a conversation about the plausibility of chemtrails. Not very plausible. Mm. It, it's, have, have you ever seen uh, Prince spout any of his uh, int- like sort of uh, his little Prince conspiracy theories? I love conspiracy. No, because uh, Prince's conspiracy theories are fascinating because he doesn't really have any justification for any of them. He just there's a bit when he, he he's talking about chemtrails in this interview, and the interviewer asks him to, to sort of explain his views on chemtrails and his belief mm. in them a little bit more. And he just sort of spouts incomprehensible nonsense for about five minutes and then just goes, when I found out the rape presidents before George Washington, I wanted to smack somebody. And the interviewer just seems very, very confused and uh, slightly bemused but, by but, it all. But what, Who why, did he why, want why to smack? Yeah. Somebody. 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 Why, somebody. Why, why Not the eight presidents. I have no idea. <laughs> but he's, he's an enigma, that prince. So, moving on. Killing a person with an eight-centimetre-long blunt knife is a bloody affair. False. That was false. Well, it's true as a fact. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just true, but I don't think... I'm going to go with true because I've just been different to them so far. No, it is, that, that is false. It was said, Ooh. but not by Prince. It was said by uh, Varg Vikernes oh. of the uh, Norwegian black metal bands Burzum and Mayhem. Well, Burzum was a solo project. Uh, when he was speaking about stabbing his band member Euronymous to death, who he stabbed 23 times. Yeah. How long did he get for stabbing his band member to death? He got 21 <laughs> years but served 16 of them and then went out on parole. He was released in 2009. He's, he is a very metal man. He, he's metal as hell. He, he's burnt down four churches as well. <laughs> that's, that's a fun afternoon. That is a fun afternoon. Just, just, casual, just, just black metal things. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just black metal things. If you haven't burnt down at least no four churches and stabbed a band member to death, Walking then you're not there, metal. Stabbing my bases to death. And I need you. Instead of like the can we replace that with like the sounds of like steel entering flesh? Next quote Time is a mind construct, it's not real. That's true. That's true. I feel like this has been said by some someone not that yeah false. I think it's been said by some proper yeah, scientist man, like Brian Cox or something. Prince probably believes it. Prince paraphrased it. Yeah, um, that is also true. Prince did ah. say that. He said that in a 2011 interview with Dorian Linsky in the Guardian. And whilst it is admittedly true, um, people who know a lot more about this sort of thing than I do have confirmed that the way we perceive time is very loosely linked to the way that time actually operates. <laughs> but Prince is paraphrasing. It isn't so much a mind yeah, construct. Yeah, I, 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 I felt like I heard it somewhere before, but in a different way. Mm, mm. How many so, more of these are there? There's only one more. There's only one more. There's only Excellent. one more. End. So the final one. If you look in the Bible, there are no birthdays. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's true. true. 
except for that one scene you. where Judas comes around to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Do you remember, yeah, do you have a lovely Jesus big cake. When everyone has jelly and ice cream. Yeah, that was what the Last Supper was. When everyone goes home, so everyone good. goes home with party bags. Yeah, yeah. What's in, the, what's in the party bag though? What did everyone have? Uh, Nails, a balloon, yeah, a slice yeah. of cake, hey. bit, bit of fish, bit of bread. Bit of it's bread. that sandal. Yeah. <laughs> Body of Christ, blood of Christ. <laughs> when people turned up to Jesus' birthday party, did they just bring a bottle of water so he could turn it into wine himself? <laughs> bring your own water by BYOW. Oh, Jesus. So, no, I, I didn't get many hours this, this, this week, mate. Uh, could you just. I, could, I, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to have to ask you to do this again. I've just got <laughs> this water. Could you just. You know what, Paul? Yeah, of course I can. While you're at it, Jesus, I've got all this other water. <laughs> um, I've filled my van with it. <laughs> why, are you, why are you at it, you know? Could you go to my What van? brand of wine did he turn it into? Yeah, like they Was never... it like. Blossom Hill. Did, did yeah, he have, Blossom like, did he have, yeah. Like, Was like... He just turned into Lambrini. <laughs> and they just <laughs> went, Jesus Christ, I'm not drinking this piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we get the phrase, Jesus Christ, I'm not drinking this piss. Yeah. So, time is a mind construct, it's not real. Said by Prince or not? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We would gone over this you said it was yeah, we, you said we're you talking this. about the other one i did didn't i what the fuck the bible has no birthdays <laughs> well i guess that's the quiz done with <laughs> no, no, tell us about the birthday one oh no yeah that's the one i was doing James. <laughs> so what it, is this i don't know ben i don't know right if you look in the bible there are no birthdays did prince say it or didn't he? yes he yes did. yes Yes, he did. Hooray! That was said in the exact same 2011 interview with Doreen Linsky. Fantastic. That's where I got confused, motherfuckers. Is that all of them? Yeah, that's all. I only got one wrong. I only got one wrong, too. I got oh. many wrong. Like I Prince. wasn't keeping track, but I'll take the word that the two of you only got the uh, the one wrong. So Ben and Jordan are joint winners of this Prince quiz. Yeah. Good job. Good job, the Shaking two of you. Shaking hand in air. And the crowd goes wild. What are you going to do with this newfound respect you've gained from finishing? I'm going to uh, burn down four churches. <laughs> <laughs> I think, get away with it. I think you can only get away with the first one. You'd be like, I'm, I'm the Thane of Telford. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in church. <laughs> I don't believe it, therefore it burst in, into flames. In the practices of the church. I don't believe in churches. Churches aren't real. <laughs> I deny their existence. I don't believe in Bruce Willis' you, character in The Expendables. <laughs> it's all a mirage. He was called Mr. Church. Oh. Uh, Sorry, I'm coming across as like the world's leading Expendables fan. Was, was Bringing really, everything back to the... Are you not the, the world's leading Expendables fan? I'm not. I'm actually ranked number three. Yeah, Applause, applause, laughter, audience sounds. So good, so good. I don't know how closely any of you have been following the Rugby World Cup that started last weekend. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all, no. But something happened last week that was sort of almost cataclysmic it was massive in rugby terms um something enormous that's had people around the world sort of cheering celebrating and in obviously one country slightly more begruntled i am for those listening and maybe more aware of this not talking about japan beating south africa which actually happened on saturday and was amazing is that is that something you wouldn't expect japan haven't won a world cup game in 24 years south africa have won two world cups since then and I, they, they tramped them. They beat Japan. In, no, they beat South Africa in the last minute. I should imagine anyone who bet on Japan won a lot of money then. They were 48 to 1 outsiders. Oh! oh. And they, they won in the last minute. Robbie, why didn't amazing. you tell me about this? I would have put, like, <laughs> I'd have put a tenner on. That's 480 quid. No, okay, I'm not talking about that. This isn't the thing I'm talking about. This isn't the big event that happened. The amazing thing that's happened 
in the Rugby World Cup in the last week is the discovery that what's going on with France are staying in Croydon. And boy, do they not like it. <laughs> were, were France in Croydon? The, the French national team are staying in a hotel in Croydon. Croydon. Why right. would they um, choose Croydon? They're stay, I don't know. They're staying Is that in a, close to the pitch? I don't, they're, they're playing all over the country, though. So. Of all the places you could choose to stay, though, Croydon. So really? Philippe, Philippe Saint-André, who's the French coach, in a press conference about the team's chances in this World Cup, said that out of the blue, he just moved on to the fact that we're staying in Croydon, which is dull, sad, and monotonous. Your <laughs> <laughs> um, French action never fails to amaze me. Oh, oui, dull, sad, and monotonous. Uh, Metro News, which is a, a French newspaper, said it is <laughs> pas très chic, which means not very stylish, because um, they're also staying there. Uh, prop, Croydon. Uh, you only Anto- Anthony, who's talking about their four-star hotel, said, I did not sleep well. There was a wedding under my room and they were very noisy. At around two in the morning, when I still could not sleep, I had to put headphones on. We might change hotel. And if you are French, is, is, uh, is this racist? By, is this not if, racist? If, if this is French not racist. Every time, no, we've, uh, we, yeah, we've always had the kind of, is this racist whenever Robbie does a French accent? But we get <laughs> it's not it even anyway. whenever Robbie does a French accent. It's whenever Robbie does an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this was Bernard LaRue, who is the French flanker in second row, said, I live in Paris. I do not want to talk about Croydon. He was asked about, he was asked about, oh, so oh. the team's living in, Cro- is training, is in Croydon at the moment. Soundbite. Yeah, are you, how do you feel about Croydon as a place? He said, I don't want to talk about it. I live in Paris. <laughs> I like it, I like it. it was enough to to still be included. <laughs> how do you feel about this topic? I don't want to talk about this topic. <laughs> As the okay. spokesman for the French team, Lionel Rosanou, said that everything is fine. We are enjoying this place. After the uh, the, the Croydon Council complained and hit back saying it's okay. Um, <laughs> namely, this interview, which is published in The Telegraph a couple of days ago. Right. This is an interview with Terry Sims, who is 47. He's a road sweeper and he's lived in Croydon his entire life. Is, is this him jumping to the defence of Croydon then? <laughs> I'll read the quote he provided the Telegraph with. Right, okay. Can you do a Croydon accent, uh, Robbie, to, uh, to match your French, <laughs> French accent? Oh, there's nothing wrong with... No. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Croydon. They're just snobs. They're probably only too much money for chasing a ball around a the field. They're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go to work like the rest of us. Croydon is a fine place. We've got a perfectly okay tram system. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of buses, and we're 12 minutes from central London. The best thing he has to say about Croydon is that it's close to somewhere else. And they've got a, what was it? Was it relatively okay? Perfectly okay tram system. Perfectly okay tram system. The Telegraph then also ran a poll on this article saying, would you rather go on holiday in Croydon or Paris? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take bets. Who, Who can... Take a guess at what percentage I'm, went for I've Paris. I've never seen a percentage higher than 92%, so I'm going to go 93%. <laughs> I'm rooting for the underdog, so I'm going to guess landslide, 95% Croydon victory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking 100%, not even the people from Croydon wanting to go to Croydon. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but can we just put, put it into perspective? James managed to say that with an entirely straight face. 
So it's an 87% win for Paris. 87%? Presumably 13% of people work for the Croydon Council. <laughs> That's the people reading the... Oh, the exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine them? Just the, the panic that must have spread throughout the council offices. Like, shit, Dave, get everyone on the horn. <laughs> The Telegraph are running an article. <laughs> I want everyone awake now. We need to read this vote. We've got to, we've got to save Croydon. <laughs> We're just, I just got like, the vote on the thing on the website. Just keep refreshing and voting, going through different proxies and voting for Croydon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it then gets, it then get, I'd say it gets better. Uh, oh. So the French team have been in Croydon for a week and they're so sick of it. Uh, the French management decided they're going to take all the players and all the squad out for a a meal at a fancy London French restaurant, five-star restaurant. They get on the team coach, they pile in, they head over to this restaurant, they park up outside, um, and the team go in, they have a lovely meal. They then come back outside to find that their team coach has been given a parking ticket uh, Mm. because they parked over a bus stop. (laughs) (laughs) And there were people trying to get onto the team coach thinking it was a bus parked there, but they couldn't. So yeah, the French coach was given a parking ticket and fined a couple of hundred quid for parking outside. You couldn't write it. You really, really couldn't write it. (laughs) You couldn't. Why are they trying to get... Wait, oh no, I was going to say, why are they trying to get on the the bus, like just assuming it was a bus to get on? Because they... Even though like no one's in it, but engine <laughs> and it's like I don't know, it's locked. But people were waiting like for a bus driver to come by and open it oh, up yeah. or something, mm. and it was parked at the bus stop, like outside the, the shelter. Do you ever ever ones? Yeah, when you just get on the bus and we're just like, there's no driver in there. Yeah, just, just and, like, like, and they just like trust you, just like not to, to, to jump in the driver's seat <laughs> and just hotwire it and drive away and you, you it yourself. You wonder whether you've had to pay or not. Like, will I get away with this? That's, you feel guilty for the entire that's journey. That's actually how they uh, they employ new bus drivers. Like, they don't actually you know pay them or anything. We just allow people to steal the bus <laughs> and then they're trapped in that route forever. <laughs> there was then, say, to go back to it, a responding statement from the Croydon County Council who said, despite appearances, this is not Croydon's revenge for disparaging marks allegedly made about the town by French rugby earlier this week. <laughs> but fuck Paris! <laughs> <laughs> the fact of the matter is the coach has parked illegally in a bus stop on a busy road. Um, so... <laughs> I was going to do, like, in response to this, I was going to look up some of Croydon's biggest, like, tourist hotspots. Mm. I was going to do, our oh, French rugby players' response to them, have them talking about it. But then, in looking up TripAdvisor's top 10 hotspots, uh, top 10, fi- their list of top 10 things to visit in Croydon, I thought, do you know what? This is so good, I should just read it out on its own. So this is TripAdvisor's top 10 things to visit in Croydon. I'm legitimately fascinated. Does anyone to want to guess what number one is to make this interactive again? Um, um, the, the, the bus with the ticket on it. I'm <laughs> going to guess this day. Um, a public baths that have been half-drained. <laughs> I'm going to no, say, it's less like, interesting like than Chernobyl. That. I'm just going to go for something that I know people enjoy and probably is the best thing they have there. Like, I know a cinema. <laughs> no, uh, the cinema was something like number 14. Oh, um, oh okay. <laughs> number one <laughs> is the airport. <laughs> oh. oh. So the best... Looking for a quick way out yeah, of Croydon. Exactly. <laughs> the best <laughs> thing you can do in Croydon is get straight out of Croydon. <laughs> As straight NWA Croydon. once sang, yeah. How is that like a tourist spot, though? I mean, I know tourists come in. <laughs> exactly. But, but who comes into Croydon? <laughs> people only leave. They don't come back. If, if, if a Croydoner tastes air other than Croydon's air, they're gone for life. <laughs> That's it. If Terry Sims, 47 Street Cleaner from Croydon, had ever got outside, he would know. He would know he should never come back if he'd ever got to Paris. When they built that massive barbed wire fence around Croydon. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is a windmill named Shirley. (laughs) 
Of course. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> Has it got a bit of big like, face painted on it? Because I, I can no. only imagine that. It's just a windmill. It's at the end of a road as well. Is it's it like an interactive windmill experience? <laughs> do you, do you I, get to do... You can do tours of the windmill. I will never be able to take the name Shirley seriously because at my secondary school, um, whenever you wanted to go to the toilet um, in a lesson, you had to have your teacher sign your planner to say what time you left the lesson. And then when you went to the toilet, there was a like level 23 toilet guardian there who was a woman <laughs> called Shirley who was employed solely to make sure people like had their pisses and left. Like, they, they weren't sticking out, like sitting out of these lessons. And it was interesting. I, I, just, I just forever knew her as the woman that you'd had to like verify, like, yes, I've been authorised to urinate. <laughs> Which, come to think about it, is quite, quite hellish. That, that's that's yeah. really dystopian, because yeah. access to clean sanitation is a human right. Excuse me, uh, excuse me, young Mr. Boston, do you have your piss visa? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, is this just a dinner lady windmill who serves... Like, no, 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 it, it, it wasn't. She did nothing. She, she wasn't um, a dinner no, lady. She wasn't any kind of cleaner. She just All she did was guard the toilets. Shirley is an inherently dinner lady-ish name, though. Do you think? I think so. Um, I think so. Verbal Discharge would like to issue a formal apology to any and all listeners named Shirley. And then you and only Croydon. You so, are all hopeless. <laughs> number three, the third top attraction in Croydon is Real Transfers, which is a cab company. <laughs> really? So calling a cab is the third to best thing you can do in Croydon. I like how, like, it, within the top three, two thirds of the top three are, are things that will allow you to leave Croydon. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Number four is the Coombe Woods. I think KE from Croydon puts it best when she leaves this review on TripAdvisor. This is a hidden gem in Croydon. The gardens are beautiful and there are toilets. <laughs> I had a few wedding photos taken there, which makes it sound what like she had them taken in the toilet. toilet. <laughs> like she's just yeah sitting on on outside the urinal. She's past Shirley in order to get in. <laughs> um, number five is Croydon Minster. What? Um, Croydon Minster. It's like a church. Okay. Joel twenty seven up leaves this comment, this review, or about Croydon Minster. What can you say about Croydon Minster? Absolutely nothing oh. in all caps. Then brackets good anyway. Who's leaving, <laughs> who's leaving reviews for churches? Oh, Joel twenty seven up. I suppose you can go there to pray to get out of Croydon. <laughs> he then goes. Yeah. No stars God. out of five. I was not spiritually enlightened. <laughs> I was not raptured away from Croydon. The like bread was off. Out of one like town. Yeah. Sort of like you, like, you just leave your clothes behind them as you like sort of lifted up halfway to heaven and then just drop somewhere else. Just Drops you in central London. Zero. <laughs> Zero stars. It was a mosque. Um, lived in Croydon. I've lived in Croydon for forty. No, sorry, I've lived in Croydon for fifty-four years. Yet he's still going by the name Joel Twenty Seven Up. Um, I've lived in Croydon fifty-four years. It's a dump. Don't come here. It's a waste of your time and money. Newest shop in Croydon is Primark. What dose that say for Croydon? What dose that say? What dose that say for Croydon? I like his review of a church. It's him saying we've got a new Primark. <laughs> like, is that any good? Is that a good thing? So that just loses interest halfway through when he talks about the church. He goes, Primark, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, number six is Croydon Museum. The top at voted review oh. uh, is a freestyle review that reads, quite interesting. <laughs> number seven, another park that isn't even in Croydon. Number eight is the shuttle bus. It <laughs> runs between Gatwick and Heathrow. Mm. That, that's the eighth best thing to do in Croydon. 
Number nine is the Spread Eagle Pub. I've, I've a... been to a Spread Eagle Pub, <laughs> actually. Have you? Not in Croydon. Not in Croydon. Oh, so... On the way here. What's the, the um, Spread Eagle uh, Cross? The block. What? <laughs> spread Eagle Cross the Block. I was really hoping that you wouldn't like link it into this. Oh no! I, I, I saw you in the corner of my eyes, sort of like turned to look at me. From spread eagle cross the block. A really vague death grips reference. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to indulge you. The, the two listeners that we've got that listen to death grips, being me and Ben, yeah. will appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, to go back to our old friend TripAdvisor, though, the top review was a four-star review that was entitled Pie and Mash Supper. It reads as follows. After a long day travelling, was very hungry and disappointed that the bats I planned to eat in... The, the bats I planned the to bat. eat in. The bat. The bat. He just went inside a huge bat, a huge <laughs> winged creature of the night and for, <laughs> well, a, for a bit of afternoon fucking supper. He said it was closed, oh. so the bat was closed. No, yeah. Sorry, the bat I planned to eat in was closed. Remembered. Oh, bar. The bar, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I've deciphered some hidden code. The bat pub. Um, the bat I planned to eat in was closed. Remembered that this pub was in the good beer guide, so popped in for a pint. Nice one. Menu looked good, so had a pie. Not how he doesn't refer to himself as I at any point. Hmm. Like he refuses to use personal pronouns, this guy. Decent by pub grub standard and okay value for London. The ninth best thing in... I was about to say Chiswick. Where were you talking about? Croydon. Croydon. The ninth Croydon. best thing in Croydon. Uh, that's officially also the best pub, the best eatery in Croydon. So that's where the French squad really should have been going to eat. Even Robbie's <laughs> lost interest in Croydon. He's like, yeah, Chiswick, yeah. <laughs> Number 10. Is this the, the, the end of the 10th uh, the best things? This is the, the final item on the top 10 things in, best things in Croydon. Nice I can't wait. There. Is the golf course in the French team's hotel. <laughs> so, that's is, it, is that cited specifically on the list as the golf course in the French team's hotel? No, it's the golf. Th- yeah. It just happens to be in the. It just happens to be. Okay, if only. Okay. If only. That so those golf are the top ten where the French team played once. It's, all, it's all themed after him. It's like a crazy golf thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like instead of a big windmill, it's like a big animatronic Frenchman swinging a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to uh, get the, you have to get the ball past it. You've got to hit the ball into Johan Uge's beard. Um, sorry, I realise I'm not telling this rugby. I, I do more jokes on oh Freddie Michelak. Do you you try to hit Sports. it, but he automatically misses. But do you know what like. I, I realise I'm in the wrong... So Robbie, Robbie if you want to tell some rugby jokes, tell you what, just, just get them out of your system we'll now. We'll give you a full minute. Has anyone got a timer? Hold on. No, hold on. No, I'll get a stopwatch. I'll get a stopwatch. I'll, I'll have a stop a minute. I want Who's you to give first? a crazy rugby jokes. Right, Robbie, you have one minute to tell as many <laughs> rugby jokes as you want and get it out of your system. Right, are, you, are you ready? Yep. Okay. Okay. Are you steady? Okay. Three, two, one, cock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Tommy Seymour. Tommy Seymour. Oh, no. Garamaro just knocked him into the next street because of his tackle yesterday. Um, J- Japan, they're really good now, but they're not because they lost to Scotland. You're floundering, oh, Robbie. Scotland, what are they? Some kind of rugby team? Ha, ha, ha. Um, oh, God, what else happened over the weekend? Um, Georgia, oh, the cap- Mamuka Gorgodza, more like Godzilla. Boy, Godzilla. does he? Um, it's when he walks through and he trampled over the whole of Tonga and he blew it to smithereens, which actually doesn't make that much of a difference because it's Tonga and it's like a third world country anyway. Tell so me really about say, it. Um, it's LEDC anyway. Um, and ru- rugby. Um, 
are Wales. They've got so many injuries at the moment that their team bus Ten is seconds. an ambulance. Um, but they're still going to be England because England have picked two really pedestrian centres who can't play the ball. Time. No, that that was a pretty pretty good amount of amount of jokes you managed to squeeze in there, Robbie. Thank you. It's okay. That's quite all right. Did anyone did anyone get a count? Oh shit! We froze you. Did I get fifteen in? Because that would be fitting because of rugby teams. Verbal discharge. Whoa! Welcome back to Verbal Discharge. Oh, very grandiose. Very welcoming. Very roaring entry for us there, Ben. I just took a big old line of cocaine. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's the rock and roll lifestyle you get here on Verbal Discharge. Oh, if only you could see this and not just hear it. We've we've got prostitutes roaming about the studio. <laughs> we've got a Tony... But, 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 but just roam, take bites out of like, the trees and stuff. <laughs> we've got mounds got, like, of cocaine. Yeah, Tony Montana mounds of cocaine. <laughs> we've got Tony Montana's here as well. Like, yeah. Do you want to hop onto the extra mic, Tony? That's Hannah Montana. Oh, <laughs> I love doing cocaine. Oh, cheers, cheers, Tony. You cockroaches. Is <laughs> in two corners of the room at once. <laughs> oh, we, we 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 booked two Tony Montanas. <laughs> oh no, two, oh, two Al Pacino impersonators. <laughs> what are we going to do with these? Oh God, let's make them fight each other. We should fight. Okay. Tony Montana. How, how are we going to translate oh, this into radio? There can be only one. Tony, one. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tony 2, are you ready? <laughs> All right, lads, go at it. Oh, fuck you. I'll, I'll rip out your eyes with my uh, uh, my prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Using them as tools. Oh, you... no, the prostitutes are clawing in my eyes. <laughs> Do you never use a prostitute as a tool? Like, like you need, uh, you know, you, you've got like some loose wheel nuts on a chair. You just like, you just whack a prostitute on, rotate that bitch around, <laughs> and then boom, it's nice and tight. I, I wait until thinking of a ratchet. <laughs> I wait oh. until the. Uh, that was actually quite good. That was, that do, was, do, wasn't do. Bad. See you later, folks. I, I always wait. I always wait for the rigor mortis to sit it, set in, and then I use them as a hoe. We've got eleven minutes. Oh. Discharge would like to apologise for, uh, <laughs> for the quality in, of in, these in, jokes in the sexual industry. Wait a minute, are we taking it upon ourselves to apologise for and amend the sins of the sex industry? No, hey, we're hey, apologising for the bad puns we're making yeah. about it. <laughs> also, we have listeners in the sex industry, remember? Wait, what? Do we? Didn't do we? we have an Jordan. That oh, yeah, of course. Us. Jordan's mum listens to oh! us. Oh! Banter! Oh, <laughs> she's gonna comment on you for that. He really, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Jordan, Jordan's <laughs> mom seems lovely. His face drop as he realised <laughs> what person. he's just said. As he realises that Jordan's mom is a very reliable, very respected <laughs> listener. She thanked us for the shout out last week, so hopefully she's the same this week. I personally <laughs> think that Jordan's mom, Toby Toby, is, uh, is an excellent, excellent woman. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from there? Robbie, why did you have to like say such terrible things about Jordan's mum? I, I was doing We're all bants. Feeling awkward now. I'm sorry, it was I just did sports, now I'm doing bants. I'm just trying to transform into this laddish Who persona. Who are you? I'm completing this metamorphosis into someone that hangs around McDonald's wearing a tracksuit. Is that is that your impression of people that aren't you, Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> sports, your mum's a whore and you hang around in McDonald's in a tracksuit. I'd like to I'd like to imagine just how Robbie sees the world as sort of like me, king, everything, just pure <laughs> being, everyone else, filthy peasants, filthy tracksuit peasants. I, I don't know. Jokes. They're just kings of a different land. 
Oh, oh that's a nice way to put oh. your horrible, horrible views on society. Yeah, I mean, it's a lesser land, but... <laughs> oh, dear. We've... I've, I've been to lesser land, actually. It was shit. <laughs> is lesser that one of the countries you visited on your tour of Europe? Uh, no, it, it, was, it was like Legoland, but everything was really the small. former Soviet <laughs> state of lesser land. You couldn't see anything. I went to Legoland once, and they almost didn't give me my Lego driver's license. Oh, I got my Lego driver's license. Why? They, they gave me I it. I somewhere in my house. They gave me it, but they almost didn't. Why? Um, well, because there's, there's a Lego driving course you can take, yeah. um, and it turns out that they take it quite seriously. Like, um, <laughs> they, 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 they expect you to drive <laughs> along in sort of uh, uh, the speed of traffic, stop at the lights, you know, perform as an actual driver was, and at the end, they'll give you a driver's license. And me being the little shit that I was, wasn't very <laughs> fond of that. So obviously I put my foot down and started ramming the other cars <laughs> to the point where the woman who was like, um, one of the people who was sort of uh, helping out with the little, the little driving experience had to come out to me, grab my car and tell me, <laughs> stop ramming the other cars or we won't give you your Lego driver's license. <laughs> Which was obviously like quite sad. See, uh, they very almost didn't give it to me, but I managed to get my way in the end. When I went to Legoland and when I did that, there was someone who was ramming into everyone else. Was it me? Oh. I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that the stars aligned... And it was you. It, you it, you it, rammed yeah. me off course, and I went into that 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 that, that Lego pavement with. And if that hadn't have happened, he wouldn't Max be as horribly Max. disfigured as he is today. <laughs> does explain. There's it. a reason but we're on the radio. You can't actually see Robbie Owen. You that know, that he, would he, be. He, he does. He does have a sack over his head, like a, like a nemesis who's been killed many times <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings: Shadow of Mordor on PS4 and uh, Xbox ben, One systems. I, I'm starting to think that you're losing your mind to Shadow of Mordor. Ranger, <laughs> you thought you could kill me, Ranger. <laughs> have you noticed that all the orcs in, 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 in Shadow of Mordor are all are all various colours? Like you get some blue orcs, some yellow orcs. You know, no no orcs that consider any colour better than the other. They're all sort of very, like, they they discriminate each other over sort of just general sort of strength and that. But they don't, you know, it's never anything every colour. It's all. I'd I'd like to think, yeah. There's there's a lot of lessons we can derive from orc society. I think multicoloured orc society. Mm. Mm. If orcs can get along, then why can't we? You know, blue orc master race though. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) I just threw a pen at Ben. It's a blue pen, actually. It was the least aggressive. (laughs) show of aggression i've ever seen go going back to a bit of like master race and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah i know you two <laughs> now oh, i know i know you I, I two know but i don't see does robbie know do you know much about know the action man cartoons i was hoping to bring no, this up. I, I am i am very familiar with the action man cartoon the 2001 one this is the 3d animated one yeah yeah, when yeah. Got, oh, i had it on man. vhs back in the day we've got, got it on dvd i'm aware i'm aware is there more to what was i saying yeah um dr x um, at one point, he's smuggling fluorescent lights for the radioactivity in them. I don't know how many fluorescent lights it takes <laughs> to make a nuclear device of the power of which yeah. he's stating. <laughs> but he wait, says... Wait, he's, part of his master plan is he has to smuggle illegally in the lights. He couldn't just go to... No, like, no, no, he's, he's not. He's, not he's, he's basically he's purchasing fluorescent lights in, just <laughs> in mass, in mass the... <laughs> quantities. This is all yeah, legitimate yeah. plot of one of the episodes <laughs> of the Action Man animated series. But what is it that Dr. X says about it? Because he's, he's going like... to use it to make a nuclear bomb and he's going to... Yeah. He wants to wipe out 99.9% of all life on Earth yeah. and form a... I think it was... A, I think he said the surviving... Humans will be the purest race of humans there's ever been. Oh, that's oh, it. That's that was like paraphrased, yeah, but that, that is yeah. what said in the 2001 Action Man cartoon. He says, we use radiation on food. 
Well, um, why can't we use it? Off? What is it? We use radiation to make food better. No, it's we use radiation to get rid of bacteria. Yeah. Why can't, can't we, we do, do the, the same, same to humans? humans? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> like, th- th- it's, it's interesting it's... because, uh, like, in that point in the series, and yes, we did watch them all in order. Yeah. The sort of the peak tension you get in any of the episodes, like, oh, no action, man. If we don't save the day, we'll lose this rollerblading competition. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you get Dr. X trying to ethnically cleanse the world <laughs> but this is the series where he's like he's a roller skater he's yeah, yeah, an all-purpose yeah. like he, extreme he's, sport. He's, he's an extreme sports uh, star by day yeah. and, and fighter of terrorists by night 2001 when everyone in kids lines of toys were extreme sports stars That's because true. skateboarding it was cool it was because really it's cool. extreme they also called him Axel Man, didn't they? Axel or Alex. Man. Alex, 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 Alex Man. Alex Man. Alex yeah. Man. Because we can't go having Action Man. You know, and that isn't part of Action Man canon, besides. I, like, I don't believe he's, he's his real name's Action Man. It's, it's, no. It has to be Alex Man. It's more believable. I, I don't like mm. the fact that Dr. X keeps saying Mr. Man, because I feel Man. like yeah. it's encroaching <laughs> on Mr. <laughs> Men territory. <laughs> Mr. Man. Mr. Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's amazing though, like Action Man's powers in the show because he, he's got he's got powers. Oh. They're, um, he they're, slows they're, down time, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He, he slows but down like, time, the, and the, the, he, the thing the thing is, like, it's it's a very similar to an effect to when a. Do you remember in the first Hangover film when like was it Zach Galifianakis' character is supposed to be like, some, like uh, somewhere on the autistic spectrum? Mm. Um, mm. He uses like he uses. Um, these, these quote-unquote powers. I think I think count cards when he's like... Yeah, yeah, win, yeah, he yeah. wins a lot of money well, quite and, conveniently. And, and it's a very similar effect that's used in the Action Man cartoon, and which, which led us to believe that it's just suggesting that Action Man is somewhere in the autistic spectrum. <laughs> and I, was like, I don't remember this being part of the... <laughs> it's, in, it's interesting watching the Action Man cartoon back under the assumption that Action Man is just like really intensely autistic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it drastically changes the context of the show. Um, but no, when he, whenever he goes in and he, whenever he uses these powers, time slows down and you see like a series of numbers and vaguely mathematic-looking mm. symbols sort of flying through the air and looping around various objects in the environment. And some of them he clings onto and will use in then this like very quickly uh, orchestrated little maneuver. And he'll save the day and he'll he'll, he'll grab his snowboard and he'll he'll just absolutely rocket it down this mountain just in time to get out of the way of the avalanche and it's 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 just <sighs> the doctor why who is he then... autistic robbie <laughs> a number of years later doctor who used that same sequence in matt smith's first episode i remember having this very vivid flashback watching that just coming out in cold sweats thinking of the action man cartoon <laughs> <laughs> how traumatic was action man for you in your childhood um it was influential we can say that much oh I... also there's something i want to say about the action man cartoon i think one of the last episodes we saw uh, it, it that led me to have to rewind it and pause it on a certain point. There's a point I think Action Man's in some sort of like arena doing some sports thing. I think it's like roller skating or something like that. But like, there's one of the kids in like it cuts like a kid in the audience. Oh who's yeah, who's holding an Action Man <laughs> action figure? <laughs> and I was like, wait, oh, and then I rewind meta. it and then pause it and it, and it like it, it looks exactly like him, but it's an action figure without the arms spread out and stuff. And like. So does that mean Action Man's an action figure series in th- in his own universe? It means that oh. Action Man exists in this universe. Oh my! God. And it's all a cover up. Action Man all the way down. Everyone's an Action Man. Can we oh, can we Jesus. search on Facebook for Alex Man? <laughs> like, also, also like um, so something that we noticed quite early on. 
after Dr. X has been introduced as like a, an international terrorist um, and like he's, he's got his own sort of like his X symbol that's on sort of like robots and stuff in one of the extreme sports games I'm oh, like, yeah. sort of like the sponsor stickers on, like, on his big sort of skateboarding ramp or something like that the X symbols there, which is suggesting <laughs> that Doctor X has actually been sponsoring these events. He's he, wasn't it specified in one of the episodes that he controls Master Vision, that it's a media conglomerate yeah. who broadcasts the events. How, how does he that? Because when he when he cuts through his like secret base and stuff, there's like no one else working there. He's just, it's just him. There's not even any humanoid robots. All the robots are just like sort of nano nano sized spiders. And even even Doctor X himself is revealed to be part robot. Yeah, just a head over on, on like a unicycle. That <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he pretty much is when he like he just shows yeah. his body. He's like a head on a unicycle. That's wearing a big cape. That's, that's covering most of his body. I think it's it's interesting though this this episode of Discharge because this is. Com- completely inaccessible now to anyone who isn't familiar with the 2001 action man animated series there you go. that should discharge homework go and find the 2001 animated action man series i'm really looking forward to editing this podcast though this is going to be really you could have some fun i allotted it. myself two hours to edit this tomorrow let, um, so the podcast some, may be up late let's create some parts that robbie just can't edit that without without creating a scene let, let's, let's just talk and then just like start talking as soon as like like less than a second before someone finishes. That so is like, impossible. Yeah, how are we going to manage that? So we just, we, there's, there's, no, there's no gaps of speech. Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying to do. To but no one's, no one's filling in. up my speech. Yeah, We've just, got, just got to keep talking. But, but then everybody talking. starts talking over Effect, Effectively uneditable. I just don't know. I just don't know. What are we talking about? I don't know why they're going to... It's not uneditable because I can just cut it all out. We left the gap. We left the gap. God damn it. We haven't considered the logistics of this. Are we all okay now? Are you, <laughs> that your system? System. I think so. Are you that, okay? That, that was our one minute of, uh, of rugby jokes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No. Okay. Um, are, are, we, are we happy now? Uh, I think we've just about got it out, out of our systems. It's discharge. Coming to your ear. It's discharge. Yeah, yeah. It's discharge. Now listen to us, bitches. So... Today was my first experience with death grips. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put some conquest in face. <laughs> I've literally, just before we hit record again, yeah. said, can, can we put a lid on the death grips, please? What do you make of death grips, Jordan? Um, I, was, I was in the shower and I, was, I put some blues on and I thought, this, is, this isn't what I want to shower to. So I thought, well, Ben and James have been singing Tachyon a lot. I was like, I'll listen to the actual thing, so I get like I get a kind of sense of it. And when Ben and James sing it, it's 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 much gentler than the actual song. And I, oh yeah, I got yeah. I got in the shower and I pressed play on Tachyon, and and I just started like scrubbing my skin off. It was like the angriest shower I've ever had, but I quite liked it. It's it's always it's, interesting, I think, hearing people's first impressions. It's to been death referred grips. to as like musical meth. Yeah, it's it, it's somewhat addictive. I listened back to it again once I got out of the shower. Just the like same meth. song. Just, uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, the actual genre of music that Death Grips is is identified as experimental noise hop. Yeah, that was it. which <laughs> is it's, it's remarkable. It, it's it's really strange. The best way I, I could ever think of describing Death Grips were um, it, it, if you, you'll be familiar with this if you've ever gone into a toilet really soon after someone's taken a massive massive shit, and I you've, you've, yeah, you've, years, you've got so that yes. first thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, where you're like, oh, oh, this is terrible. Oh, what's this? But then you get used to it. 
And that's what listening to Death Grips is like. <laughs> big, uh, big poo. <laughs> oh, big poo. <laughs> big industrial poo. I remember reading uh, Tyler, the creator's first, yeah, um, like first uh, experiences with Death Grips. And he said that he, he played a video and was at first really confused as to why there was a seemingly homeless man on stage <laughs> screaming at him. <laughs> but yeah, then you, you kind of get accustomed to it. Yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty intense. It's good. Okay. Oh, that MC ride. X military is uh, every song on X military is is brilliant. Quite frankly, so should we bring this shebang to a sure thing? Let's. Are we are we are we about ready? Let, to let, let's throw these necessary plugs out there <coughs> into the mix. <coughs> hey Ben, how well do you know the the relevant plugs? Relevant plugs. It'll be new. I to know you. none of these relevant plugs. I don't even know where I need to plug anything. Yeah, we we plug oh, shit. No. So the Facebook right page, Ben. Oh, how would you oh, visit I, that? Oh, I, I thought you meant outside things. Hey, there's a Facebook page, um, and it's called Verbal Discharge. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. J- j- just, like, you know, name, name for this thing you listen to right now. Is it um, a very safe com- coincidence? We're, we're also on Twitter, at Verb Dis Radio. Or you can find us on our blog, our WordPress blog, at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And, and I know that Robbie likes to say this last bit, because he's set it up over and, summer. Uh, yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, you want to send us anything at all, uh, anything do anything please be it physical or digital be it a um, video of you taking a poo us. on a cat <laughs> I hope someone does <laughs> <laughs> a video of a woman having sex with a dog anything anything or a man oh. sticking his dick in a pig yeah. um, <laughs> go. send yeah things at verbaldischarge.co.uk so all of those cool uh, oh and cool. iTunes please I know I said this oh last yeah week. we're on iTunes oh, yeah man. are we um, not rated number one when we search with sex with Hitler on we iTunes we are if you search he- sex with Hitler on iTunes you'll find us what, what, yeah what a title <laughs> that, that's quite a, quite area. the prestigious honour um, yeah but if you want us to be better for more things or you like us at all please just rate and review us on iTunes and say I'm your favourite um, just lie <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, thank you very much for tuning in or dialing in or downloading or however it is that you're listening to this. Dialing in. Dialing, dialing in. dialing in. Dialing in. What you I'm sure people in? are listening to us on Ham Amp Radio, it up. Robbie. Dial it in. That's from Reaction Man 2001 cartoon. That's his catchphrase before he does anything. Also, if we're on iTunes, am I allowed to bite the hand that feeds us, if I will? What do you want to say? Hey, Apple. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> edgy. Edgy. Oh, that's right. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. We, we genuinely do appreciate it. Ben, final word of the show. Hey, fuck. Apple, you. <laughs> <laughs>